You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Let's do it. Let's do it for a hump day. Flames with a 2-1 win. Hump day! Patrick doesn't like when we say hump day on a Wednesday. He gets upset. No, I just want the camel. Okay. Yeah, he wants the OG. I want the Geico camel. Hump day? Should we tell him? We can, we can get that for you, Patrick. Yeah, okay. We can get it for next Wednesday. Hey, the Flames won. Whoa. In what? Montreal last oh. night. Say what? Two to one. What? Thanks to their uh, incredible goaltender. Wow. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, Jacob Marsham. I guess he ain't hurt anymore. Whatever it was, wasn't no, about her I don't much. think he is. Like, That's a good point by you. My man. goodness. What an incredible performance. Which say was more impressive? The save on Cole Caulfield with the pad on the two-on-one or the glove save What's it, the glove? on Josh Anderson. Wait, what's that? The glove on Anderson. Was incredible. To me, it was Anderson the toe. Was all over it last night. To me, it was the toe. Well, we like some good disagreement. Either way. The Anderson shot was right into the glove. He, he always the save of the night. I'm always going to the glove save. No, no, no. Like, what did Pat or what did uh, the It was the glove save. It, it was the glove save. I think it's situational. They're trying to k- clear the zone I there. think at the moment. I, I that was the save of the game, yeah. given the gravitas of the situation. Yeah. It being such a tight game, late. yes, L- love the gravitas. Love me a good yes. glove. Um, yeah. and that's why that one felt really big. But then you watch the replay, and you're like, oh, Anderson put it right in, right in, right his in the basket there. Yeah. And then he gave a little bit of a, I think, a little pizzazz. I love it when they a do little that. like I know the yeah. momentum's carrying the hand back for sure. Y- but you know, like, you know how we know we're not goaltenders because you said he just shot him into his glove. But then we'll, we'll ask Croner coming up at eight o'clock. He'd be like, no, it's a great glove save. It's this is like a player. It's a great glove save. Don't get me wrong, and it's all about positioning. Yes, but he did not have to move his hand to no. sit, make said save. And how? And that's why I thought the toe save was more impressive. Toe I'm, save not trying, I'm not trying to disparage the save. Yeah, pre scout on Markstrom there, yeah. knowing that Anderson, he probably is not going to elevate the shot there. Um, just an incredible <laughs> win. Um, <laughs> yes, by the Calgary Flames last night. Um, I don't think there's any question. That was Markstrom's best game since that shootout in Minnesota last season, where he was absolutely spectacular. <laughs> that was the best game. I, that's the, I would say that's the second best game I've ever seen Jacob Markstrom play, myself. Yeah, I think that's he's probably up there. Um, well, because I didn't see any playoff games yeah, last season, and, 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 Listen, and that he, Minnesota he, game, he was absurd. Like he was just making saves. That he shouldn't have been making in that game. Last night, he was just incredibly rock solid. And the goal that only beat him, like, deflects up Anderson and then hits him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it had and no everyone... business going in to begin with. Like, a clean shot, he just didn't get beat. That laser beam that hit the crossbar with Anderson, though, that had him beat clean in the slot. But you can't, can't really fault him, too. Like, the guy gets a, pl- a pass right in the slot, like, with a lot of speed. And just rips it and hits the crossbar and goes up. Did it hit? Did it tip his glove? A lot of straight leg checkers yesterday. Yeah. Did it tip his glove on that play? Uh, it kind of looked like know. it for a split second. It might have. I, I I thought it was crossbar and out, but I got one good look at it, and that was pretty much it. He was dynamite yesterday. He Ooh. was the reason that they stayed in that game. I thought his work on Cole Caulfield was maybe the most impressive. Yeah, Josh Anderson was all over the ice, but... Caulfield's the guy that can actually score. Josh Anderson has been snake bitten all season and is a shell of his former self. Uh, Cole Caulfield, though, that's the guy that he was able to stop multiple times, and I was really impressed by. Cole Caulfield's the guy Matthew Phillips wishes he was. That's Whoa. essentially what it is. I don't know. And again, I'm not disparaging Matthew Phillips. They're both the same <laughs> size. Yeah, the only thing there that is similar between the two of them is their size. Well, that's they what don't I mean. play a similar game. No, but, they're not but from if you, the same country. But There's hold literally on. nothing similar about them except for their size. But if you hear Flames Twitter, like he was going to be the next like Martin St. Louis. Like that's Cole Caulfield's a guy who's a dynamic player with an incredible shot. And he has an incredible shot. He was all over last night, Cole Caulfield. Yeah, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But to say that's what Matthew Phillips wanted to be, like he was a he was a what a fifth round pick. Yeah, Cole Caulfield's a first. Like that's and the, Cole Caulfield dropped because of his size. That's that's nowhere that, that I'm just saying because they're really size unfair and, they're and that you're just saying it because of their size. Well, because he did so well in the AHL scoring, people thought it's going to be the next. But he Martin wasn't Saint a Louis. goal scorer. Byron Fraze had a the, better career than Matthew <laughs> Phillips, and that's probably a better comparison. <laughs> 
Uh, we got wrong. we got lots to do today. We'll, we'll hear from Bubba in the morning report. We'll, oh. we'll hear his name. Hey. Nice. Hey, uh, Flames with a 2-1 win. 1-1-1 one, one, one roadie. Not bad. Yeah. I like how Derek says it's 500. No, actually, they lost two games. I don't mm-hmm. know how. Like, I know Patrick's on-air math skills aren't the best. It's hilarious. No, Pat- no. The Flames went 1-2 and two on this road trip. Yeah, so I, they're I below hate, 500. I hate, that when they, yeah. I hate Batman 500. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Patrick, from a guy, I was actually asked... Uh, from a from a person, was Patrick's U.S. Capitol thing real? I go, yeah. Yeah. I go, was. the guy's a machine. Yeah. He goes, no, that couldn't have been real. I go, no, it's it real. Was. He didn't look at a computer. He was just, I would name a city and he would knock it down. So it's incredible the interesting dichotomy between your incredible U.S. state capital knowledge and your just porous math skills on air. It's just, I don't know how your brain works. It's just incredible that those I two like, things are in the, the same person. Is, don't like math. No, okay. like U.S. Capitol. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Uh, Flames with a 2-1 win. Uh, the uh, Our sports net. Oh, man. Look at that highlight of Ovi and uh, whoever that is bringing in puppies into the Capitals game last night wow, on Sportsnet. what? Yeah. Oh, look at those good dogs. They were just holding puppies. Capitals on a heater all of a sudden. Yeah. You get to that goodness. in the morning report. Not really. Yeah. So Flames win 2-1 last night. In Montreal, the wrap up the roadie. And you're right, Patrick. It's not a 500 road trip that Derek was saying post game. I kind of I yelled at the I yelled at my phone this morning getting ready. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like it's not a five hundred road trip. They've lost two games. Yeah, no. yeah, they got three of a possible six points. <laughs> that's that's better. good. Yeah, but it's not a five hundred road trip. No. But it's a good flight back to Calgary after that win last night in Montreal. Our uh, big show Flames analyst Brent Cron in studio in the eight o'clock hour uh, to wrap that up. Uh, Nick Kiprios, um, the host of Real Kipper and Born on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network, joining us at seven thirty. And um, we're going to go and dig into some oil country. You're yeah. an oil country. Yeah. Mark Spector. Yeah. 8.30. We're going to have Cron here for that. He's going to be in on the interview. Mm-hmm. I like listening to Brent Cron's interviewing skills. Sharpen him up. So he's going to join us at 8.30. And we'll wrap up the show today. And we'll play uh, Impossible Flames Trivia. Because it's a Wednesday. Mm. And I'm glad we remembered because it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it's a short week. So it's the second day, but it is Wednesday. But Flames with a 2-1 win last night. Um, do you want to go? I'm going to let you choose your own adventure here, Maddie. There's like a fork in the river right now, and I'm okay. going to let you go left or right here. Oh. It's not a fjord. It's a fork in the river, okay. and I want you to go fork left or right river. here. Wow. Do you want to go Do you want to go positive Flames now, mm. or do you want to talk about Huberto? Which one? Oh. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? You tell me, and then I'll direct it. Where do you want to go? Left or right? You want to go Huberto, or do you want to you want to go negative Huberto, or you want to go positive Cadre? Where do you want to go? If I don't do Huberto now, do I have to do it later? Still? Well, you know we're gonna do <laughs> Huberto even with Cron, with Cron in here. It's <laughs> so yeah. Let's do it. Huberto. Fine. Okay, fine. I like that you uh, you like pain and suffering. Well, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> um, you would think, and again, I got my wish. You know what have I been saying? Put Pair him, him with Backlund and Coleman, the fixer. <laughs> Maybe get him going. Mm-hmm. Hey, why don't you put him with the captain of the team who's known as the fixer? Why don't you go to Montreal where you grew up watching the Habs as a kid? A lot of friends and family. A lot more juice in the crowd. In an electric atmosphere, that's the Bell Center. Why don't you do that, Jonathan? And then what do you do out there? Nothing. <laughs> you take a bad penalty. Mm-hmm. You skate it around, I guess. Like, what did, what did you see? Me, what? I saw very little. Once again, I saw a bunch of turnovers. I saw passes that everybody seems to know where they're going way before he makes the play. Can I just give you credit? Of course, with, with your all beautiful, the time. with your beautiful uh, hockey intelligence. Okay, um, you were you pointed that out a lot, like earlier on in the season that he is telegraphing his passes the way he's looking and stuff. And I did really notice that last night. He has him. no deception in his game, and that was the one thing that. He would always be able to do when he was in Florida. You go back and you watch highlights and guys will engage with him and he gives him the old shimmy shake with the shoulders and all of a sudden the puck comes out of the scrum and you're, you don't know how the, he got the pass out, but he was and he, he just doesn't do that anymore. And it's all confidence related for sure, without yeah. a doubt. But I don't even know where you go from here because... Like, like I talked about on the show yesterday, I really feel like the move for Rizicka up with Lindholm is more of a, let's get Lindholm going. This Huberto thing isn't working. Let's let's move him down the lineup, and he'll just continue to plod along. And 
you know, Backlund and Coleman aren't necessarily a line that we look to for offense anyways, so perhaps that'll help us out there. But, man, this has just been such a a fall that, oh. And you, and you want to just say, like, just go out and, and just put out, like, a really strong effort. Like, I don't even care if you touch the puck for 60 minutes, but I just want to see you battle a little bit more. Frankly, not even a little bit more. I want to see you battle a lot more. That penalty in the third period, move your feet. Was dumb. Move your freaking feet. And you're not going to take that penalty. He's yeah. And then what are you doing complaining? He's unplayable right now at this point. Okay, you want to well, hear? You I wanna, think he's at the point where he's unplayable. You want to hear a stat line last night? No. Well, um, my, that, it was a rhetorical question. It wasn't, I wasn't literally asking. Well, anything. I'm telling you, I don't, but okay. I'm going to listen. All right. Um, nowhere else to go. Okay. Paying me for two and a half more hours at least. That's right. Um, zero goals. Okay. Zero assists. Uh-huh. He was a zero plus minus. Love I love that. Uh, zero shots on goal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two penalty minutes. Yeah. Zero hits. Mm-hmm. Eight one block. There you go. In fifteen fifty seven. Yeah. Back back on Col- Coleman had two shots each. Uh, Patty had it on his show yesterday on the post game show, but they were the worst team or the worst line yeah, they possession were. wise. And then about, their game score, they're the worst 27% players. Listen, whether you like to go the analytics route or you like to just look at the score. Sheet I don't need, I don't need to look at a, a chart or you to realize how bad he was like, last night. Yeah, yeah. These are just different numbers that you can quantify it with. He wasn't good again. And I don't know where you go from here. I literally don't like it, I I this is I watched Jack Campbell yesterday <laughs> with the Calgary Wranglers and I'm watching this guy and I'm thinking he should retire because it's too hard to watch and he's not going to get it back and he should retire just to save himself a little bit of dignity on his way out. He can't yeah. do that with Jonathan Huberto. This is year one, not in year one. Yeah, you can't even move him to the AHL because he's got no move clause. You can't even send him down if you wanted to. Like what? He would have to say yes. I would like to go to the AHL and get my game back. And I don't think he's going to do that. He's a ten and a half million so, dollar player. And and, and, th- and this is the whole, this is the whole crux of the situation now when it comes to Jonathan Huberto. What did we hear reports about that? Uh, Elliot was talking about it. How the Flames want to go out there and do something to get him going, like maybe acquire somebody to get him going. But at this point, why would the Flames go and give up any assets to well, get him going? Well, I. I think it's more of a sense of like if you're going to completely retool this roster, then you want to try to get something that is going to be a solution. No, I don't. I don't think I don't see again that the rule word retool. There's no retool. They're tearing this thing down. Like a lot of these guys are going to go and they're okay. going to trade a lot of these guys for younger assets. Yeah, and and that's my point. Like, are you going to go up there and give up assets for for a winger for Huberto just in the hopes that you can get him going? Well. I think it's one of those things that here. I don't think that you need a winger. I think they, I think they need a different centerman. I think they need someone who is way more offensively minded than Elias Lindholm. Someone who has a lot more speed than Elias Lindholm. Like I love Blindy as a player. I have been a big proponent of Lindy as a player, but this isn't going to work. This is the Lindholm and and Huberto is not going to work. Yeah, I. If it does, I would love to be wrong on Huberto twice in one year. Yep. But my goodness, it's not going to. And you got to find a different solution here. And it's not playing with Backlund. And it's not going to be playing with Kadri. What happened to the Huberto that was pretty good the last quarter of last season? I don't know. <laughs> but we, we at least we saw a little bit of it here. He was trying harder. I don't know. It was like, the end of the year. Everyone's talking about here. like... Like, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Like, again, nobody has the answer. And, like, he's just a ghost out there. The I, guy was a lock. Heading, before he before he got traded to the Flames, that guy was a lock to be on Team Canada in a best-on-best com, uh, competition. A lock. There's no way in hell that guy's making Team Canada right now. No. Zero no, chance. No. But that's what I mean. Like, this There's is a like guy. There's, three Flames that would go ahead of him. Yeah. Yes. Kadri, Zari, I'd send them both before yeah. I send Huberto right now. Yeah. <laughs> he uh again, you just run out of excuses for that guy. Like I, I don't even know what you do anymore. I, I on, you know what to me, you know what the honest solution is right now? Phantom injury like in baseball. <laughs> Little IL stint. Yeah. Uh actually uh 
Hubie's going to sit the next, you know, couple games. He has a, he's tweaked his groin or yeah. something stupid. Come up with a phantom injury here like they do in baseball. Or maybe he can pull a John Smoltz and maybe uh, iron a shirt while, while he's wearing it and then burn his chest or something. I like because, phantom injury more than yeah, that. But, phantom yeah. injury. Because, like, what do you do? Like, you've tried him literally with everybody now. Like, everybody. you put him on the fourth line now? <laughs> what are you? Are you going to put him with Dubé at center? Needs to There's play, a guy with speed. He needs to play with Sharon Govich. At the middle. <laughs> sure. Ugh. That's what I mean. You've literally tried him with everybody on this roster. So you put him with the captain of the team who is known as the fixer on this team in his home province in Montreal. Where he has had a great amount of success. 15 points in his last eight games against the Habs. Yeah. He feasts on the Montreal Canadiens because of his whole, I'm from there. I'm going to show them. I'm comfortable. Francophone reporters come to the Saddledome to cover that guy. What an easy gig. He didn't do anything last night. Back to you. Back to you in Montreal. Oh, what did Hubie do TBR. last night? Zero. Back to you, Renault Lavoie. Yeah. Um, what else can you do? Phantom Phantom IL stint, like in baseball right now. I oh, he fell down the stairs at home. Or or what what uh, OG Ananobi did. He cut his hand doing chores. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was cutting up some pe- yeah. pie. I don't know what or... I don't know what OG I don't know what chores OG Ananobi is doing. Cutting limes for a margarita. Like what was he mm. hanging a picture and he drove the nail through his thumb? I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> like I have no was he using was he using some sort of saw? I don't Imagine know what he was a drill player comes like, into the team yeah. facility the next day. He's like, Coach, yeah. I tried. He goes to the trainer with a giant nail through his thumb and goes, Can you do something about this? It's an ouchie. But when it I comes to Hubert by myself. Like, what do you do? I don't know. I that's my idea. Lost. Phantom phantom injury to sit him for a game or and, two. Just to kind of reset. And what does and, that do? I don't know. I'm running out of answers here, Maddie. I am too. Like, I'm running out of answers. The guy is literally the worst forward on this team. Yeah. He's not even on the first power play anymore. No, they don't even put him out there on the first power play. They throw him the bone of the second power play. Here you go. Please do something. Well, He's not even on the first power play anymore. The power play hasn't been very good. And, and it and, hasn't been oh, good. Been He's been a big reason for that. Also, this team has not been able to properly get an entry since Gaudreau left. But that's yeah, fine. And that's something that you've been hammering home, and I think that's bang on. But at this point, like, okay, so tell me who he – I just said he's he's been their worst forward this season. Who has he been better than this year? Walker Dewar. Who is a healthy scratch. Okay. That's fair. And is also a 750K player right. who is on his rookie deal yep. and is 26 and finding his way to the NHL. Right. Okay, so there's one. Mm-hmm. Give me another one. A.J. Greer. You sure? Yegor Sharangovich. Yegor Sharangovich has been better than Huberto this season. At least I've seen flashes of it. Yeah. And and that shootout goal he scored in Toronto was gross. He finally was, got it under the bar. That's nasty. Yeah. No, but at least I've seen him actually produce and like be have an impact on Among the game. Full time uh, NHLers that are established on the team. He is the worst player on this team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you haven't seen much from Dubé either. Um, oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. okay, but again, okay, like, but look how look how we're really grasping. I know what you're saying, exactly. Like this is our ten and a half million guy, and we're he's supposed to be to their best liners. forward. Yes, right. And we're debating whether or not who's been better this season, Dylan Dubé or Jonathan Huberto. You have to micro analyze Huberto to, to see anything good from him. Like in, in the Maple Leafs game, I thought he was okay, but. Again, by, by, is that where we're saying, at with him? I know, I know. But just saying he was like a net positive in that game for the team <laughs> is where we're at for this thing. Yeah, yeah you have to like, like watch like, a oh shift God. and be like, well, he made two nice passes and and then he lost one board battle. That's like a net positive, right? Isn't it? There was one pass on the power play that was nasty, our superstar. nasty across the ice. And then sure. it didn't even... Lead to a shot. I think whoever had, Sharon Govich got checked. I think you, you know what the best highlight I have of him in the last maybe I don't know five games is that pass he made to Lindholm on the power play where Lindholm blew it past the open net. Yep, that's essentially the best play I've seen him make in the last five games. There's been a couple of those every once in a while, but like uh, sure, so but far and few between. That's right, so few and far between. Uh, for Jonathan Huberto. And again, we're we're debating on whether or not, you know, who's out of the regular forwards, like who is he better than this season? And it's tough. Very tough. Uh, and again, to me, I I don't give him a little break. 
because clearly it's a he's his confidence is totally shattered, or maybe he's just a Jack Campbell that he's an overpaid and he's never going to get to that level again. He just won't unless he goes plays in beautiful sunny Florida again with all his boys. Maybe he's just never going to be that guy again. Maybe the Flames, and I thought about this last night. With all the trades the Flames are probably going to have to make here, because this team's probably not going to make the playoffs. And everybody essentially wants out. And essentially a lot of guys want out. You're going to get a lot of picks and prospects. Mm. You might have to throw a big sweetener. Maybe there's a team out there who thinks they can fix Jonathan Huberto, and you have to attach a first and something else with it. (laughs) Yeah, and you're you're hurting like that, your reach. No, but your like rebuild. that's the like that's the only thing I thought about last night is the amount of picks and prospects the Flames are staring at this deadline. You might have to use those this summer to get rid of him. Because this is like we're only in year 1. He what did I say? So it was about four he has about 640 games left with the Flames. Think about that. The guy has 640 games left under contract. You want to watch 640 more games of that last night? It only ends in 2031. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. 2031. And if you buy them out till 2038. They'll, the, the new arena will be like five years old by the time he's done. <laughs> you could essentially go by the Golden Knights mantra after the new arena, and they'll have a Stanley Cup. But he'll get that ring. He'll be on the team. Yeah. If they want to come after building yeah. the new room. Hey, he'll be like waving around on the team. Because I'm sure he'll be great when he's like 35. That's so bad. All right, Rose Report. I don't know where you go. Yeah. Um, I don't. Phantom IL stint. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe be like. like um, he's not, he's unplayable. So he's. He, maybe he, be like Brian Greasy and fall, trip over your dog in the driveway and miss a start. Get him a depth on a George Foreman grill. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Scott. Let's get him a drone. Yeah, get him a drone. I like to so like bacon Bauer when I wake up. Bleeding all over the place. <laughs> By the way, good lord, that shot Anderson took in the thumb last oh. night that exploded his thumb. Yeah, Kelly kept saying that. That hey? nail's gone. Oh my god! And that it thing probably, was bleeding. Probably and he came back out his thumb. Yeah, stop saying that. Yeah, please. It was gross. Loved it. How like what colors of the rainbow or is their thumb gonna be this morning? Do you and I imagine? Good lord! You know, like when a bug gets squished on a windshield and it just like explodes. I was imagining like my thumb like on a table and a hammer just like that's essentially what happened. Bang and just explodes <laughs> out the end. That's essentially what yeah. happened to him. Let's yeah. see a slow mo video. But... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That I like that again. little that was... sound of do that. I like that little sound yeah. effect. All right. Uh, what do you got coming up in the Rose Report? Uh, we got a uh, breakdown of the game. We talked about Huberto there, so we're not going to talk about him very much, if at all, in the morning report. Good. We'll talk about the good stuff instead. Okay. Uh, Raptors, get back at it tonight. I got right. some NFL notes I want to pass along cool. to you. And someone botched an anthem, Uh-oh. so you know we got it for you. All right. Uh, we'll do all that next. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Lots, lots, lots on the Flames 2-1 win last night in Montreal to wrap up their three-game Eastern Canadian roadie. 7.30, the host of Real Kipper and Born on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network, Nick Kiprios, will join us. At 8 o'clock, our big show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, in studio. He'll also be in on the Mark Spector interview at 8.30. Spec, got to catch up with Spec because uh, the Oilers, you think the Huberto situation's tough? Just look what's going on in Edmonton right now. And I just, I think it's kind of comical that, oh yeah, they're going to make a big run to the playoffs now. Are they? Really? They're going to win like what? They're going to play 800 hockey the rest of the season now? Sure, it's really easy. Really doable. It's really achievable. No problem. With that goaltending and that defense? Sure. 800 hockey. And McDavid not and not being healthy, mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. We'll ask back all of those questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll play Impossible Flames trivia to wa- uh, wrap up. <laughs> you wix, we we'll, waskle. We'll wrap up the week. Wrap up. Uh, Red Wings, too, is a tough one. Pesky We've all said Red Wings at one point of our lives. Pesky Red Wings is tough. Uh, but it's time for the Rose Report. Mm. And it's brought to you by mm. Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose.
Oh, good morning, friends. Happy hump day. Flames and Habs yesterday. Monaghan revenge game? Eh? Eh, eh, eh. Lots of other games to tell you about as well. Plus, Raptors, NFL, and a really bad anthem. Oh, and the Wranglers. Don't oh, hey. include those. Wranglers. Start with Flames and the Canadiens from Montreal. Wow. Yeah, I know. Cool city, eh, Derek? No lineup changes except Markstrom returning to the net. Dustin Wolf sent back to the AHL's Wranglers. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Yeah, it's going to be soon. Don't worry. Don't worry. Line shuffle in the top nine as well. Rizich get bumped up to play with Lindholm and Mangiapane. Posh Pasil to play with Zari and Kadri. Huberto down with Backlund and Coleman. It was the Mark Show. I get it? It's from Markstrom, but Mark Show. Crickets, please. Immediately. It was the Mark show. You could have said he was on the Mark. Crickets, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to jump in? Patrick? Or jump into the dumpster fire here? No? No. We're good. good. Or yeah, what okay. about X marks the spot? All right, I'm just going to play the clip. Shot off, stopped by Markstrom, rebound in front. And on the doorstep, Raphael Harvey Pinard could knock it in. Back to Monahan, back to Pearson with a shot right into the flaming sea. Canadians might have a 2 on one Slavkovsky to Caulfield, and Markstrom makes a sprawling left pad save. Wow. Yes, sir. Both teams had a power play. Neither scored. Markstrom was outstanding early on. Maybe a little hurly heavy legs after a couple days off in Montreal. But they got out of the first, into the second, grabbed an early lead in period number two. Kadri into the Canadian zone. He spins, shoots, and scores! Nazem Kadri rips the puck by Sam Montembeau and gives the Flames a one to nothing lead. What a beautiful move on the boards. And then against the grain shot. That beautiful was Christian play. Dvorak that he got around, right? Who's yes. playing defense for some reason. Well, yeah. He got he got stuck in a bad spot. Kadri recognized and took advantage of the opportunity. What a bad trade, Christian Dvorak. Also, uh, Montembeau. Oh, mm. What? Uh, I thought he was okay last night. Yeah, I'd like to see him track that one a little bit better. Yeah, but it, it was tough. The spin-around spin around was a little tough, but yeah. yeah. It was a nice shot by Kadri. Yeah, it was a nice goal. And you know what else I like, too, in that? What's that? The, the Selly, how he went to the bench. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I yeah, like he took that. his momentum See? over there. He says, "How about and that, all, boys?" And, and all the guys were around. I yeah. like that. Everybody's nice and haps. I like a little yeah, bit of yeah, care yeah. factor there from uh, ninety-one. Early lead, but that lead extremely brief. Locking behind the Flames, net Canadians. Lindstrom shoots and scores. A great bump-up shift by the Habs and Gustav Lindstrom. Squeezes the puck past Jacob Markstrom, and seconds after giving up the game's opening goal, the Canadians get it back and tie the game at one. That's a good goal song. Seventeen seconds later, back to evens. Lots of standing around on that one. Yeah, but you can't really blame Markstrom. No, 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 no. And a lot of people watching as the Canadians worked yep. it around the outside and then finally got it to the net. So, uh, yeah. re- and oh. actually, you know what I really like? What's that? Slavkovsky's play on the wall there. No oh, man. I actually thought he had a pretty productive evening as far as little plays along the outside. Uh, Starting to come. You can see it. Young man. He's sure. going to be fine. Yeah. He's not going to be first round, first overall. Well, he's not going to be. No. Um, Lafreniere-esque. Real quick. Um, we kind of like just... Skated over the first period real quick there. Mm. Um, Marsham's the reason why that game was scoreless after one. And with, this is all about Jacob Marsham today. But he was fantastic in that opening period, too. Yeah. Razor, razor. Yeah, razor sharp. he played the three saves that he had. He was outstanding. Um, but that was in large part also because the team was not very good in front of him, in my estimation. Especially in their own zone. 1-1 after the uh, goal by Gustav Lindstrom. Tough bounce, but a lot of puck watching. I thought the Habs are continuing to get the better chances. Josh Anderson had that crossbar off a great rush chance, but Montreal could not find the back of the net. Flames able to get the lead back. Martin Pospisil looks cool with that tinted Alexander Ovechkin-style visor. Here's Pospisil. Far side, Anderson centers. Derry scores! Tick, tack, toe. Connor Zeri taps the pocket of the Canadian's net and gives the Flames a 2-1 to lead. Yeah, the kid is uh, red hot. Yep. Smoking. 
Six and six. Six points in six games. Three of them are goals. Since his call up, only one rookie has more points. Bedsy. Seven points in four games for Connor Bedard right now. Uh, you got you got to love. I think so good. I think that was shades of uh, Don Mattingly being the offensive coordinator for the Blue Jays because the way the Flames drew that up on the old uh, whiteboard there and with the old dry erase marker. Yep, that was a perfect set play. Yeah, last night and it actually worked. I think everybody got a touch. Like yeah, it was, it's like I go wow 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 that was very well executed. That's why you practice. Wow, incredible that looks stuff. really good. Yeah. I like that. Uh, also, that. also before that goal, uh, thank goodness, um, Lindholm skate hit Caden Gooley in the face. Yeah. Oh my god, that looked scary. Yeah. And it just kind of clipped his lip a little bit. Thank goodness that Gooley was fine and came back to the bench. But I thought you were going to see Gooley's face explode all over the ice. Thank God it didn't. Anyway, continue. Into the third. Flames look to have scored another early goal, but it was actually offside. Elias Lindholm just yeah. offside, so the Manjapani rebound goal gets wiped off. Mike Matheson hit a post shortly after that. Rasmus Anderson's thumb exploded after he blocked a Monaghan shot. Ugh. The penalty kill was dynamite. The cherry on the cake for the third period was this in the dying moments. Have an extra attacker on the ice trying to tie this game with a minute 12 left. Here's Monaghan in front. Anderson shoots. Oh, my. What a glove save by Markstrom. A 10-beller, no doubt. No doubt about it. Flames win 2-1. Markstrom's return to the crease is nothing but triumphant. Player of the game stopped 34 of 35. I don't know who had the puck behind the net, but I, you know, maybe I left the post a little early. I was going to go to the other side thinking he was going to wheel the net, and, you know, then he popped it in the middle. So, you know, I kind of just bailed on the post and, you know, saw that he was, uh, you know, trying to shoot it. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, one of those days. Is they, got, they got one bounce with the goal, so it was nice for me to get a bounce. Yeah. Love it. Uh, he was fantastic last night. And some of the saves he was making, they were just incredible. And he looked big. He looked calm. He looked razor sharp last night. And again, to me, uh, since the two, you know, season in a bit that I've been here, best game he's played since maybe that Minnesota game where he was absolutely uh, just unconscious making the saves. He was rock solid last night, and they could tap him on the pads, get him a couple beers on the flight home. Because you can thank 25 for that victory last night. How would you rank the three performances on the road trip by the Debtminders? Obviously, that was number one. Ooh, Toronto. <laughs> for me, it's pretty easy. It's Dustin Wolf two, and then Dan Vladar three. Okay. I thought that Vladar could have made some saves in Toronto okay. that he didn't, and I thought that Dustin Wolf had maybe won. But once again, everyone was standing around on. Okay. Again, it's. The Flames, at least they had that comeback in Toronto. At least they fought back. Yep. Yep. Right. That game yeah, against it was, Ottawa uh, yeah, was, it was more lifeless just, I was just thinking about goalie performances more than anything. Uh, are we going to talk about Big Z? Or do you want to do that at 7 o'clock? I guess. <sighs> he was up and down the ice. He didn't make a pass on any of his rushes. All of his shots were either right into the logo <laughs> or missed the net by three feet. Like, yep. sick. Great. You're really up in that trade stock. Like, what is oh. this guy doing right now? Okay, all I gotta, all I gotta say is this. Why wow, I almost took a pen in the face there. All I gotta say is this too. I love it. Like on social media, I love like all these quote unquote Leaf oh, bloggers, God. Leaf fans, thinking that Nikita Zadorov is some sort of answer for them. Like I like Big Z. Like we've been hiding some gigantic Russian yeah. Eric Carlson yeah, in Calgary. Like, oh my God, that's Zadorov. No, like how many get, giveaways did he have yesterday that Zadorov had to bail him out of, or Markstrom had to bail him out of two yeah. at least? Right, but again, he, it was it was the full Zadorov experience. He didn't have, he didn't throw a massive body check. Then opened in the real Zadorov experience last night. But you're right, he did. He loves to take that puck and lug it up the ice. Oh boy, and use his giant frame. Yeah, just head down, chop, 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 chop. Just yep. galloping off the ice. He's gonna save the Leafs blue line. <laughs> Can't wait. Because that's what Leaf fans are, are doing. Can't wait. At least we'll all get to celebrate a Canadian Cup together. Mm. <laughs> Jets, the only other Canadian team. And oh, I also mentioned this. Uh, Flames play the Canucks in their next game. Yeah, it's going to be tough. The, uh, powerhouse Canucks. Um, real Canucks. quick, too. Tomorrow. Uh, Canucks. You know, we'll, we'll do it at 7 o'clock. Canucks. What? I want, I want to talk about something about the Flames at 7 o'clock, too. That maybe we're not talking enough about. No. But it's definitely not the sexiest thing in the world. Okay. Mm. Oh, are we talking offensive line coming up at 7 o'clock? Love it. 
Jets, the only other Canadian team, as they hosted the Devils. Squeaky voice team continues to cook. Corsi jammed up along the boards on the second opportunity. Out in front, Connor. Shotty score! Kyle Connor with that wicked one-timer. It's a power play goal. His second of the night. Team leading 13th. And Winnipeg leads it 4-2. The, 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 the Shifley pass on that Connor goal was unbelievable. Can you imagine 13 goals from one player? Can you imagine? Nice. <laughs> wow. He's going to get 50 this year. He was so close last year. Quite or the year before. Close a couple years ago, yeah. yeah. And then last year was a down year for everyone in Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah he's still at f- almost 40. Jets doubled up the Devils 6-3. Well, Chippy ending to this one as well. Oh, yeah. and, and there's another reason why Team USA is going to be so damn scary. Well, just another. Yeah, he's like, where, like where a does third he play? liner. That's what I mean. A guy who might score 50 will be what? On the third line? Yeah. Get us power play time. <laughs> Willie? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, who's, who's he, who's he going to replace? I was thinking. The, like, where, like, they're they're going to win, there's man. There's Hughes. There's, you know, Matthews. I know we're run. doing our top 10 goalies with Brent Cron, but I would like to compare and contrast, like, our American forward groups one oh, day. God. You know what? You know, we'll do that. We'll, uh, again, it's hypothetical. We should have Wish on for that. He loves talking Team USA. Yeah. Because they look damn good. You're right. Like Kyle Connor is like third line, fourth line maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's how good Team USA is. Other notable games from the West, Ducks and Predators from Nashville. Preds led 2-1 into the third, but there is no quit in these Ducks. O'Reilly the first two and throws it out in front of his own net. Ratko Dudas takes the shot back at nine and tries one. Hmm, first goal. Yes, sir. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the dude from the Boston Bruins trade that sent Hampus Lindholm out to Boston. The Ducks became the first team in NHL history with six third-period comeback wins through wow. the first 15 games of a season. Find no a way, Ducks. Find a way, Ducks. Six third-period comebacks. You got to be careful with that one. You alliterate that by accident. I know. You are in trouble. Oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to get a slap on the, the wrist for that one. The doing it ducks. The Adam, doing it ducks. The doing it. The, the, the don't doubt them duckies. Gosh. Just, uh, just putting my tough best crowd. foot forward here. Tough yeah, real crowd. tough crowd today. Uh, that made it 3-2. Uh, ducks win 3-2. They're 8-2 in their last 10. Bam. Oh, look out. <laughs> Stars and Coyotes from the Big D. Three lead changes in regulation. This game went back and forth. Tyler Sagan scored late to tie it and send it to overtime. He's going to help take it away. It's knocked off his stick. Follow up Sagan. He's in with Duchesne. Sagan with Duchesne. Sagan. Duchesne. Score! Game over! Yeah, I was done. Josh Bogorod on the ticket in Dallas. Sagan to Duchesne for the newcomer's sixth of the season. 4-3 the final score in overtime. Dallas has won four in a row. They have a five-point lead atop the Central Division. Yeah, Duchesne, just $3 million. That's it. That's it. Plus, he's getting his second check. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. <laughs> Alternate revenue streams. Yep. Knights and Capitals from Washington. Sometimes even the defending champs get goalied. Charlie Lindgren, 35 save shutout. Charlie Lindgren. Golden Knights lose 3 0. Former half great. Former half great Charlie Lindgren. Uh, hey, again, we Dylan thought- Strom scored on a two on one with Matthew Phillips. I was going to play the clip, but we're out of time. That's where we were going to hear from Matthew Phillips because he looked them off and then he scored. Are we out of time? Well, I got lots of other stuff. All right. Um, real quick on the Capitals, like we were all like dead and bare. All of a sudden, they're in the mix. OV starting to play well. They're not as terrible as we think they are. They're just going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Oh God, 7-2-1 in their last 10. <laughs> That's what I mean. Oh, they're second in their division? Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. Remember, like, we, we saw them. Six like back of the Rangers. Well, I thought the they could be a lottery team. Nope. Wrong. All right. Here's a question for you. Do the Capitals finish with more points than the Flames? I don't know. Maybe. Well, they got a pretty hefty lead. They got a six-point edge right now. Okay. Bruins beat the Sabres 5-2. Penguins over the Blue Jackets 5-3. Blues shut out the Lightning 5-0. And the Panthers bested the Sharks 5-3. Tonight, four games. couple Canadian teams playing. Kraken visit the Oilers. That goes at 6-30. Watch it on Sportsnet West at 8. The Islanders and Canucks go from Vancouver. So Vancouver's going to be on the second half of a back-to-back here in Calgary tomorrow. Also, Ducks Avalanche, that's at 7. Flyers Hurricanes go at 5.30. NFL notes from yesterday. The Bills fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. The turnover-filled loss to the Broncos on Monday night. Just uh, 
too much inconsistency lately with this offense. When you're not producing, right, that over the course of time, that's that's what where's where's confidence levels thin, and and um, and I think that's really um, you know the goal here is to is to find that confidence again, either before or after you get some get some consistent production. And, yeah, and there's no consistent production. There is no confidence. Oh, and we have more from Trevon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, pardon me, the uh, brother of Stephon Diggs, who is the receiver for Josh Allen yesterday, tweeted out. Let's not forget, he didn't start going off till bro got there. Mm. That was after he tweeted about how Stephon Diggs had to get up on out of there the night before during the loss. No, and there was a there was a stat like the Diggs is like all his like routes right now are like five yard ins, five yard out. They're not stretching the field with Stephon Diggs right now. So yeah, but with Joe Brady, he's getting reunited here with Joe Burrow. They were he was his OC or passing game coordinator at LSU back in 2019. So there's a little familiarity there with Burrow and Brady. So yeah, Allen's got to crank it up. They got to get Stephon Diggs down the field. and They got to target him at least ten yeah, times a but game. The, but the thing is, Patrick, he's not a stretch the field type. Oh of yeah, he is. Well, he's not a home run hitter. The, the problem is they don't. Gabe Davis is supposed to be their guy to be the deep threat Gabe to Davis stretch is the, in the field. Slot a lot. Diggs, but been, that's the problem. He was supposed to be the speedster guy to, to to spread it out a little bit. Who's that guy on the receiving core that can spread out the defense? They don't have that Almost guy. All of Diggs's routes against uh, against Denver were all before the first down marker. So I, I that get is it. all schemed from Ken I Dorsey. But they don't have a guy who can stretch the field. Diggs can be that guy. Okay. They also don't have a run game also. Well, they don't run the ball. There's a difference. They don't run well, the ball. because they, the they don't have a run game. Well, what would they do if they try to run the Every time they try and run the ball, it's putrid. They, it's hard to watch. They got three running backs that they know all now how to Well, James Cook can well, fumble the ball. We'll but see, like, playoff Lenny's going to be playing Lenny, soon. And then obviously uh, Latavius Murray, but Josh Allen also probably needs to. Those quads just pocket and go here every again. time. That's He's all a scary dude. Yeah, he is. Could you imagine trying to tackle that such man? Such muscles. Well, yeah. Uh, speaking of Trayvon Diggs, uh-huh. uh, he's out for the season for that Cowboys defense. Yeah, yeah is. they've also lost Leighton Vander Esch, uh, their middle the linebacker. Hampton Van Esch. <laughs> yeah, sure. Another piece out for the Dallas defense. Right. He's always out. Ah! Leighton Vander Esch is, I don't think I ever had a... Was Vander Esch the name of the, the, the family in uh, Get Out? Were they the Vander Esch's? Mm, no, um, no, it wasn't. Go. I don't think so. Raptors no. back at it tonight. They host Giannis, Dame, and the Bucks at 5.30. Ooh, look for another win over the Bucks. Lillard has not been great this year, shooting at just 37%, well below his career average of 43.9%, and his three-point shooting way down as well. Thoughts on tonight, boys? Kind of hilarious how these teams, that like the players that wanted out of their markets, have gone to these new markets and have very started off very cold. Right, but let's dial it back a little bit. I think Dame and the Bucks will just be will be just fine eventually. Harden and the Clippers, I don't know. Hey, who knows? But I'm, I'm confident that Dame will figure it out with Milwaukee and they'll be a powerhouse in the East. It's yeah. just taking some time. The other networks got that game tonight. Tonight on our network, Celtics 76ers. That's a good matchup. Heavyweight tilt, 530 Sportsnet 1. After Tyrese that, Maxey's been really good this year. Sacramento Kings and the LA Lakers. Uh, but what a day it was yesterday. Like the beam! To catch some hoops on the Sportsnet Television Network, Shea Gilgis-Alexander threw up 28 points. The Thunder destroyed the Spurs, 123-87. And then it was the Jokic show. Led Shocker. the Nuggets to a 111-108 victory. <laughs> One assist away from a triple-double. Triple-double. What a bum. Another loss for James Harden and LA. Also, the Warriors and Timberwolves game was a little unkempt. Um, I like the in-season tournament. You know, I was I was very cynical and jaded about I like it. The courts, oh, okay, it's fun, but I like these guys are actually playing for it. Does the NHL need an in-season tournament? Spice it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think, you We're know what like it does? A week into this, I don't know. Well, hold on. You know why? Because it gives teams like that have no chance of making the playoffs something to play for, and it makes it a little yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Like, like, look at English soccer. They play for three trophies, mm-hmm. and they all mean something. Yeah, the Prem is the number one thing, like the Stanley Cup, but they got the FA Cup and the Carborough Cup, whatever the hell it's called. It's just such yeah. a European mentality that North Americans have just pushed back against for such a long time. Right. I don't see it happening. That's why, like, pro rel's never going to happen in North America. Okay. So. Well, yeah, like, yeah, I get it. You can't relegate teams because of the amount of money. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, I don't mind the in-season tournament. I think it'd be something cool the NHL would maybe explore. I, I we'll think see how neat. it ends. 
Let's see how it I ends. Need some money because on the table for these guys, and the coaches get paid. Because so. here's how it would mean something. Cool Obviously, the Stanley Cup is paramount. But if you had an in-season tournament and you kept doing it, in like ten to fifteen years from now, the in-season tournament would mean something. If you kept doing it every year, right? What if the best teams kept winning it though? So what? They should. They should. The, who wins the FA Cup? Generally, the Premier League teams. Yep. Really the top teams. That's what I mean. Like yes. GVP, your thoughts? Uh, I'm not. I'm not too keen on an in-season it's tournament. It feels a little gimmicky in its it first gimmick, season, but yeah. like, but if, I do, if you're if you're gonna be make, make it a consistent thing, that's how you gain the heritage, the pedigree of it. Is, and all that. Like, like the World Cup of Hockey hasn't meant anything because we don't do it often enough. So right. if it's a consistent thing, then I can kind of get on board. Like, but these are regular. These games matter for regular season standings. These matter for your playoff standing yeah. down the line. So it does matter to win these games if you do want to make playoffs. But it's also like, yeah. do these bad teams want to win or they want to better their draft stock? Yeah, just yeah. No, it, there. no, it's again. I, I, you can see that it's the games are good. Something to ignite the l- little down right. part. Like after the season starts, there's a little bit of a gap to get to Christmas, and yep. that's what we knit, get here. So, some AHL notes as well as we get down to the brass tacks here. Wranglers in action facing the Oilers affiliate Bakersfield. Um, Jack Campbell got the start for the Condors. Not a great start for uh, the young man between the pipes for the Condors. Coronado flips it in. Cuts into the middle. Chance for Calgary. Dryden Hunt roofs it. Not even a minute in. one nothing Wranglers. It's a great feed from Matt Coronado, the Flames prospect, enjoying his 21st birthday yesterday. Hmm. Illegally drinking the States now. Yes, he can. A couple of early points. He finished the night with three, a goal and two assists. 6-3, your final score. Rematch at the Dome tonight. We're actually going to have this one on the radio. First one of the season on Sportsnet 960. Woo. Sandra Prasina is going to be on play-by-play, and I will be on color. Hey, Maddie working and stuff. <laughs> yes. Good for you. Thanks. Excited. Head on down to the Dome. Wranglers are an absolute wagon. If you're upset with the way the Flames are playing, but you still want to watch some hockey locally, highly recommend. They are very good, and the hockey is quite fun. Are you going to have a catchphrase tonight? Uh, I don't think so. That's not really... Like, put mustard on that hot dog. No. More than play-by-play person. Put on another hot pot of coffee. The the color doesn't really... The color doesn't really have that. I don't really have a catchphrase, I don't think. He pasted him against the boards like a glue stick. Also, I said this in the first segment, but I don't know if this is the best place for Jack Campbell to find his game. Yeah, what, he, you, you watched him play last night. <laughs> you gotta right? go to the coast. Okay, no, <laughs> but no. My, my my point being is that Bakersfield team is really bad. Yeah, and he's getting peppered, and he's getting shelled with grade A chances, and they're all going in. Okay, so mm. here's a question for you. And he was getting because there's not a ton of people in there. You can hear the fans like pretty clearly when Laugh. they're chirping him. No oh. point. And he's such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. He and is. he and was getting they wanted were, to do so well. They were they were giving him the soupy chance and the Bronx cheers oh, on no. clears in from the red line. Oh my it was hard to watch, man. Oh here's a question for you. Who has whose confidence is shattered more right now? This guy's Campbell or Huberto? Campbell. Campbell. Oh, okay. Huberto's still in the big leagues. At least well, Huberto's not going to play in the A. Exactly, he can't. Oh, uh, one junior hockey note. Our favorite AJHL teams played each other yesterday. The Calgary Canucks and Okotoks Oilers Ooh. down in the Tokes. Gavin Schmidt's eighth of the season in overtime. So the Canucks take a 3-2 victory. Nice. Also, this. Promised you. Buffalo. Boston. In Buffalo. Pretty close to where we are. You know if there's ever an anthem fail, we have to play it for you. This one takes a little while to get there. But enjoy it. Oh, Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love. I feel like I should be standing. In all of us command, with glowing hearts, Still we good. see He's fine right now. Okay. Uh-huh. the true north strong and free. 
Oh, Canada, nope. we stand arise. We, we stand, arise. stand on God for thee. <laughs> God, keep All right. Way to the and end. he got right back into it's it. It's fine. He didn't have any more mistakes along the way. In the video of it, you can see the kid with the, the, the guy. The, yeah, the, the dad's holding the kid, and the kid is like, what the hell is that? The kid's like three, and even he knew yeah. he messed up. Listen, it's tough to sing the anthem, man. Is it? It is. That's what this in front is why of everybody. You have the same person every night do your anthem. I don't know why they do this in the states where they rotate the anthem. People, you get some random in here who's never done it in a while or has never done any Canadian anthem, and they mess up. Oh, Canada, My in Canada, you like oh, same guy here, same guy Vancouver, same guy Edmonton, same guy Winnipeg. You know, my favorite thing is when the Ampton singer, singer always has like a musical note on their sweater. Yeah, here's a thought or my a favorite. microphone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm the anthem singer. Boom. Yes, Pat. No, it's all right. No, just, come on. Let's go ahead. It. No, let's get it. No anthems before professional. Oh, so here we okay. go. There it is. I know. I know. Hate that, it. That, okay. Well, okay. All right. You hate it, but then when you're representing your country, uh, okay. sure. Okay, but, but no, Patrick. I'll just say. When those jets fly over a stadium, if that doesn't get you going, a you're Super dead Bowl's inside. a different deal. Also, like it's like I I am one that typically would be in your corner, but I have come around to it because being in that building during the playoffs and you you finish the anthem and just the energy as you realize that yeah. this darn thing is about to get going, this thing you've waited your entire day, maybe multiple days, and now that you've gotten through this anthem. It is time to rock, and if you've got a good anthem singer, it's very good. But yeah, this, like, this, like, this guy just listen. This is no good. listen. Oh, Canada, we stand Sounded like the rise. the dude that did the Vegas Posse game. Oh the, yeah, the, back the in the day. Um, listen, I growing up a Habs fan, I hated uh, Renee Rancourt in in Boston, but that guy really got the crowd going when he does the pointing and everybody gets the late, jacked the, up. Uh, the girl, the, the woman that did it. Oh, um, uh, okay. um, what's her name? Oh my God, I know this so much. Oh my God, she was good. She yeah. Was good. Oh God. In the Flyers, yes, yes, yes. The uh, Kate something. Oh, Kate Smith. Kate Smith in Philly. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You guys remember when Mark Donnelly fell? Yes. <laughs> yes. Is there anything better than that? Oh, that's still the greatest. Like you're like this legendary <laughs> singer, and you you put your microphone, everybody sings along, and they're like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put some skates on. I'm gonna put a little Because I am such this. a baller. Jeanette Reno. That's her name. No, it was Kate Smith. No, is the, the Habs one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jeanette yeah, yeah, Reno. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know she had a couple darts before oh, yeah. she, she went out saying the anthem. She had a couple heaters. <laughs> she had a couple Demoriers before she came out and just killed it. That was another electric anthem for the playoffs. When she came out, oh, like you get goosebumps thinking about that. Then? Yeah, oh, it was electric. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Fine, during jo- the playoffs, when George Canyon gets the like handlebar mustache, oh yeah, too, well, sign me up. All right, well, all right. that's about all we can okay. do here. Yep. And good night, and good luck to you, sir. Perfect stuff, Maddie. The Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, uh, we're not talking about something that's really not that sexy, but we should talk about it with the Calgary Flames. Me? No, you are sexy. Oh, geez, thanks. Uh, we'll do that next, and we'll talk to Nick Kiprios, Brent Cron in studio in 8 o'clock. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.